Welcome to another episode of Acts of the Blood God, an independent RPG podcast. I'm your host, Kat Bailey. Joining me as always, my lovely co-host, Nadia Oxford. Hello, Kat. Uh, our special guest, I won't blow who it is just yet, even though you probably know by this point. Uh, they have a Falcom shirt, and I'm really jealous of it. I've just been staring at it since uh, I-, I came online. So, uh, I'm- I'll send Hello, you the link. I'm I'll send you the link. I'll send you the link. I'll send you the link. Oh, sweet. Yeah. That voice you hear is our special guest, Cam Hawkins. Welcome to the show. Hello. Glad to be here. I see you wearing that Falcom shirt every time we hang out, and I gotta say, respect it. There's there's dozens of us, and we gotta like rep the brand. So <laughs> dozens, about to be a dozen and one, baby. Yeah. And also joining us is our equally lovely co-host Eric Van Allen. I was hoping you were gonna say there's dozens of the Falcom shirt because I'm now realizing that I do see you in that Falcom shirt a lot. I'm hoping there's there's doubles of it or something. I'm like, no, no, I just you gotta have I just a rotation. Like... I just, I don't know. I'm just trying to rep the things that I love when mm, I go to mm-hmm, gaming events. Mm. So you'll see me in the Kingdom Hearts shirt at least once. You'll see me in the Falcon mm. shirt at least once. Mm-hmm. So that's just kind of like how it is. I'm the same way. When we do panels, you usually see me in the, uh, I have like a, a shirt with a Kane Highland sprite. That's usually me. This week, we'll be talking about The Legend of Heroes Trails into Reverie, which just came out on, uh, I believe, July 7th. Correct. And we'll be talking about what it means for the series, how it differs from all of them, why it's so important. And also we'll be talking a bit about maybe the golden path to being able to play through the series to get to Trails into Reverie. What are the essentials? What are the not so essentials? Where are the best places to start? And we brought series expert Cam Hawkins on the show because he's played all of them, which is a a remarkable achievement, Cam. (laughs) Yes, yeah. this game has consumed the past two years of my life in only the best ways possible. We'll be getting to that in just a moment. But first, if you enjoy the show, please leave us a review on the podcatcher of your choice. You can follow me on Twitter at the underscore catbot. Nadia's at Nadia Oxford and Eric is at C Moosey. Um, I'm also on threads now at Cat Bailey USG. If you can find me because it's just the timeline just spits out whatever. You know, so you can follow me. But that doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to see me popping up, lol. Uh, welcome to our social media future. Um, Cam, welcome to the show for the first time. Uh, where can we find some of your work? Yeah, so um, most of my, I'm a fleet, uh, a fleet, a freelance writer. Uh, so most of my stuff currently is on IGN. Um, there will be a review for Trails in a Reverie on Game Informer. Uh, it's just with the, national you know with the u.s holiday week that just happened like it's just kind of been poor timing so it's been kind of a uh slow to get that review out but that should be out um you know by monday the 10th you know tuesday the 11th probably around there um and i have a kingdom hearts podcast called unlocking kingdom hearts where me and uh alexa ray korea and jonathan dornbush who are Kingdom Hearts experts and uh, Kevin Diaz over at PlayStation Source. Uh, he's a newbie, and we're basically like playing through each game. Each episode focuses on a game. We talk about what we like about it, what we don't like about it, and just uh, a good way to try and um, get people who are interested in the series to play through it for the very first time because now is a great time to get into the series as we start a new saga um, and just help, you know, because there's a lot of. Uh, talk about how kingdom hearts is is hard to follow series this is like a way for us to help you 
uh, digest those themes and the story um, and all that jazz. Um, and then, yeah, that's uh, that's basically where you can find all my stuff, my social media, Cam Final Mix on Twitter. I am on Threads as well. I don't know how much I'm going to use it, but I'm there. I'm also on Blue Sky, all at Cam Final Mix. I didn't know Dornbush was a Kingdom Hearts fan. We'll have to get him on. He reviewed Kingdom show. Hearts 3 at IGN. Oh, yeah, this was before I was at IGN.com. Oh, so. okay, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. This is before this my not, time. This is the that's most fair. writer who has been at multiple sites thing is like if somebody else wrote something at a website you are now at before you got there, you do not know it exists. You have yeah. no <laughs> it, it, it is not in memory at all. It's true. I was focused on US Gamer and Katie was our reviewer on uh, Kingdom Hearts 3. And yeah. It, yeah. We were one of the uh, she was she was positive on it Kingdom Hearts uh, 3 is a good game it's just yeah. there's there there's just problems with it and that's a whole podcast that could be talked about uh that game but it, sure I think can. it's a good game I think it gets uh too much flack but um and Eric can shake all his head all he wants uh he is he's <laughs> um but what I wanted to say is that Jonathan like as someone who like grew like not grew up but you know going throughout high school and stuff consuming IGN content that like kingdom hearts was definitely a big hole in like with ign content where like people like no one really knew there wasn't like someone that knew the series there until jonathan came through um so it was like that was really like a really good uh get as someone who you know consumed ign content for so long um but hopefully uh i'm, I'm gonna try my best for to review kingdom hearts 4 for ign you heard it here first <laughs> you, hear it you first. Hear, heard it here first you can follow us on Patreon at patreon.com slash bloodgodpod. We just released our latest Pantheon of the Blood God episode, which is a Patreon-exclusive series, and where we talked about Yume Nikki. And even if you're not interested in Yume Nikki, you should come check it out. It's a great conversation. Uh, we got derailed talking about uh, Link's Awakening and various other things, so go the check flesh that tube. one out. <laughs> the flesh pay tube. tribute to the flesh tube. Pay tribute to the flesh tube. Don't even ask. Uh, there's a lot more Pantheon episodes where that came from. We've talked about a lot of them at this point. We've talked about various Final Fantasies, like Final Fantasy VIII and Final Fantasy X. We've talked about, heck, Legend of Zelda, A Link to the Past. We've talked about, oh gosh, I, I'm blanking on all of them, Super Mario RPG. So, um, Which was the one with Agnello that got way off the rails? Is that Lunar? That was Lunar. Lunar. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was that a fun one. one. That was one of my favorites. That was a banger episode super mario rpg also got off the rails because it was me him and yeah there was chrono cross (laughs) where everybody yelled at me the entire episode Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. y'all are naming a bunch of rpgs that like i have not yet had the pleasure of playing but i like i have too busy playing the trails games yeah Yeah, i know i know i know know. i'm actually started i started playing the dragon quest games i played the first two um those are really fun dude wow yeah, I'm impressed. Just skip to eleven. You're good. You got to Dragon Quest. Oh Qu- no, no, I, I, I am. I'm a. I'm a sicko. Where like I'm like, oh, I got to play from the beginning and like play all the games. Well, hey, I like to. You're on to the good ones now. You're on to three and four. Yeah, and five. I heard three, yeah. five, um, or eight. You know, like yeah, I'm excited to play through them. So how do yeah, you feel played... about two? Like two is a. I liked it. Imbalanced. So yeah. Really? I well, uh, what what what's like? How so? Uh, there's just been, basically Endgame is absolutely monstrous, at least on the NES. They probably rebalanced it for future generations. Yeah, I played but, the uh, Switch versions, which okay, I, so it's probably I, I, not quite as fatal. 
Yeah, I guess people like give crap because they do. They kind of did the visual thing that they did with the uh, yeah, like the one through six. And, and like honestly, I didn't think it was that bad personally. Like, um, but I really liked it. I like you know outside of Fire Emblem, I feel like it's the only game where or JRPG that I can think of where the next game, like you know that game, you're playing as the predecessor of the yes. hero from the first game, and I think that's really really cool. They're all from different houses, but they all have shared the same bloodline. Yeah. I really, really like that. Um, yeah, I thought it was a cool game. Um, I'm excited to see, again, how the games uh, evolve. Uh, I really hope that they eventually put 4 through 6 on Switch. Oh, no kidding. Those yeah, have been sitting on mobile for like almost 10 years or more so. So, hey, like, I, I love that we're living the dream. We have, what, Final Fantasy 1 through 12 available on Nintendo Switch now? Yeah. So, time to do yeah. that with Dragon Quest, I have Hell to say. Hell yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Put the DS Agreed. games on there. Just Agreed. it feels so comprehensive. I love all of this. But uh, finally, before we continue, I just want to say pay tribute to our stars of Destiny who are joining us this week, as always, in our live show. And this week we're joined by Abby of the Moon, Anthrax, Bees, Drew RWX, Harvest Lunatic, JB, MX Becca's Nuclear Sandwich, and Zoo Batman. Thank you so much for your generous support. All right. It's time now to talk about The Legend of Heroes, Trails into Reverie, which has been described um, on the IGN review as the Avengers Endgame of the series. It's true. It has like everybody. It's split into each three routes, each with a different main character. Reen from Cold Steel's in there. Lloyd yeah, Banning's from Crossbell's in there. Somebody named C is who is this person? They're mysterious. You can switch between main characters at any time. There are like fifty playable characters in this it's one. It's ridiculous. It's great. It's the grand finale, I think. Uh, Cam, what are your thoughts? Uh, yeah. So I think that this game is great. Um, I would say in the grand scheme of the series, I think it is one of the weaker entries. Like I would probably put mm. it like second to the bottom. Um, which that being said, like, wow, it is still, but like the thing is, is like, this is an epilogue, right? This is wrapping up the stories of Reen and Lloyd um, and then there's this character named C who is, which is a familiar name for people who have played the Cold Steel games. Yeah, um, I thought so. Yeah. Yeah, that is, a, that is a returning name and character in a sense. Uh, that's all I'm going to say about that. Um, and, but at the end of the day, I do think this is Lloyd's story. Like this, the, 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 the plot does revolve around basically Crossbell is about to finally, 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 after two their two previous games announced the independence of Crossbell become its own autonomous state um and then it basically gets disrupted and they have to uh stop this threat that I you know I'm trying to go as spoiler free as possible um to to make it happen right and Reen still has his own stuff going on from uh the uh aftermath of the great twilight and uh, which it actually does something really, really cool without going into spoiler, uh, exact spoilers with Reen's story. And I asked Eric this in our, in our other discord chat. I don't think I've seen a game that does has done this before where there is a true ending in cold steel four that you have to obtain by fulfilling certain requirements. And but if you, uh, but regardless, even if you do unlock that true ending, you experience a different ending first, oh. uh, and and basically 
there's a point in in uh and basically like one of the big plot points is this is what should have happened to you ring and and uh reflecting on on that and there's a lot of themes about like identity like who it is to be you like what defines you and like in in a way that's really really cool in the, in the context of that world of of Zamaria. So um, real real quick is it yeah. kind of like like near where you have like the segmented endings like you have to do no. ending A B and then C or no. is it like so it's there just, is an ending that will happen regardless but then if you have satisfied the correct requirements there is a like golden ending a true ending afterwards yes. that that carries on the story. Yeah, there will straight up be there'll straight up be credits rolling and then there will be a there'll be something that happens where you have to like uh like there's like a prompt that happens and then you just basically uh it shows that part of the game again and then mm. other events happen. DVD okay. menu. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that does like even if it's not a one to one it has like vaguely near it does. like like tinges of, of it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so that was really cool. Um, and I do really like uh, C's route. Like, um, I I think that it's that's where you get a lot of the new characters: uh, Swin, Nana, and uh, Lapis. And Lapis is definitely going to be is definitely like the best new character of of this game. And like, I really hope that, especially when it comes to Legend Heroes games, like you can never say goodbye to these characters permanently yeah. uh, because there's always a chance they're going to show up later even though there are moments where i'm like i think we're not going to see these characters again i think they're really sunsetting and trying to end their stories in a really good way L- like lapis and swin and nana like they you don't even get a whole lot of time with them to be honest but i really do like all their characters they gave us like a good like a little taste of their backstory and, you know, I, I do hope that they play some sort of part in the next arc because, again, mm-hmm. we just got so little of them. Yeah, the, the reason why this is low on my, li- uh, like, lower on my, like, overall series list is because it's just a, it's a, it's structured differently from every other Legend of Heroes game. I would say it's closest to Trails in the Sky, the third, um, mm. where you're kind of, like, in <laughs> which this. Which itself was an epilogue. Um, yes, which was more yeah. or less. And that would that was the one I would rank the lowest. Even though I love the Liberal crew, the first two Sky games are two of my favorite games of all time now. That game is like, it's very much, it focuses on specific characters, but it's more or less a dungeon crawler. Like from, from mm. beginning to end. And mm. like, right. that's just what it is. Um, in this case, it's, it's part, it's like half of it's like that. But then the other half, it's kind of like... Um, a birth by sleep light where there's the three routes and you want, and it's oh, not like you, okay. it's not yeah. like you can go beginning to end. If you, you will get to certain points in the story where you have to switch to another character to continue the overall story. And it's just very streamlined. There's no side quests, which are a huge part of ah. these, of this franchise. There's yeah. a lot of the world building in the side quests. Yeah. It's like, yeah, this the, yeah. some of the, again, like in my opinion, the best world building in any video game franchise. It's extremely um, good. Extremely it's, good. It's so good. Um, And so, but the thing is like, you are returning to a lot of places, especially in Crossbell. Again, like the game focuses in Crossbell. There are some locations that you go to in Erebonia. Um, one places that you haven't gone to in a long time. If you've played through the Cold Steel games, like the Nord Highlands, which is kind of like, yeah, the, I love the Highlands. Uh, equivalent of like a Native American reservation area, mm. which is really mm-hmm. really cool. 
I always like big sweeping grassland areas. I remember the yeah. North Islands being like that. It's like oh, the, they're uh, so pretty. Yeah, yeah it's also a... why I love this uh, the step in FF fourteen. Like that kind of environment, I just oh love. yeah, and, and that was I, that was one of my favorite parts in Trails. That was based one. off of. 13's like when you I forgot what they call it but when you go down to the big open area in 13 like I think the step was based off of that oh okay so, yeah. interesting in terms of biomes in games I like snow the most I followed like snow by too. beautiful Sounds sweeping good. hilly grasslands followed by forest followed by jungle forest. followed by desert I think desert's my least what favorite video game what about, what about like caves like, like, like a gi- oh a I cave dislike place. cave same. cave and sewer are the same because they Hot all yeah. look the same sewer are both the sewer of biome caves are the sewers of the mountain <laughs> Hot take. We are reinventing the cave right now because Elden Ring, Zelda, we are reinventing the we underground are, I, I, in a I'll good agree way. that the deaths are incredible. Yeah. Yeah. The deaths are a mood. Yeah. Oh, I love um, the deaths. But yeah, and so like that's basically the story. Um, it's cool because you get to see Crossbell in a, in a 3D space for the first yeah. time, even though I do honestly prefer the old art style of the sky games and the crossbell games it's still cool seeing like it's a little bit of a charm to it whereas the um the 3d versions because they're necessarily kind of budget you're yeah you have to like you end up noticing it a lot more whereas it's much more of a mood i think when you have the kind of the 2d 3d look of the other games but it is cool to see like uh significant locations realized in 3d like the uh the ibc tower where like all of the uh you know all of the technology that's being built by the epstein corporation and like uh or epstein foundation like basically like the the next level tech in orbit oh god i forgot it was called that I was about um, to say, I was I like, forgot that, I is, it, that was is it spelled that way too? Because that is a very regrettable situation if it if it's really spelled the same way too. I'm like, cool, Jewish name and game. Oh shit, no. No, the the Ep yeah, Epstein. Yeah. It's E P S T E I N. Oh. It's okay. a little close for comfort. Yeah. Oh. Um, I didn't <laughs> I, I cannot I don't know I don't know how to respond anyway um <laughs> yeah so it's just and then like uh the Ark and Seal um like seeing um that in in 3D is really cool um mm-hmm. but then the other half of the game is where like the is really where like the kind of culmination stuff like really uh kicks in in my opinion where it's the you're in this place called like the Reverie Corridor and it's more or less a hub area where like in the main area, that's where you buy your equipment. That's where you upgrade your stuff. That's where you uh, can interact with all, all the characters as you, you know, recruit them. Some like most of them you recruit as you play throughout the games. Some of them you have to like kind of you have to find these ceiling stones by defeating significant uh, enemies in the dungeon in the Reverie Corridor. And so, like, I think there's like eight or nine characters that you unlock specifically through that way. Um, and and yeah, like there's the like mementos in Persona Five, right? Kinda. Like, I mean, I wouldn't say it's that. It's uh like that. But if you've played Trails in the Sky Third, it's a lot like that. Again, there's like a hub base area where you can do all the stuff. There's like mini games. Uh, and some like they're pretty fun in my opinion. There's like a rail mm-hmm. shooter, and then there's like actual Legend of Heroes trivia, which I'm a big uh, fan of. Like, ace. I, I, 
I'm like, man, can we do a PAX panel where we just do Legend of Heroes trivia? Because there's so much you could ask. And is like, there people a, know is about. there a, a card game in this one, like Blades? Vantage Masters is back. Oh, Vantage good. Masters, Vantage which, Masters, is awesome. in my opinion, I didn't like. I haven't got to talk to you about this, but when you picked Blade, I was like, why did you pick Blade when Vantage Masters is so much better? And yeah. uh, but but uh, yeah, so Vantage Masters is back one last time. Uh, or I mean, I assume assuming so. And then what they do is, um, which is really cool, because you know, again, this game's a lot more streamlined, and there's so many characters. Uh, you can't wrap up everyone's story night like nicely with a bow during the main story, mm-hmm. right? So what they do is, again, you have to unlock them by doing the reverie corridor stuff, the dungeon stuff. But they uh, have these things called daydreams where. They're more or less just cutscenes. Some some involve gameplay, some don't. Where you're, it basically focuses on uh, certain characters and just kind of gives them one last hurrah until uh, like to like kind of uh, move on and it's like this is where we're leaving these characters for now, um, or or permanently. Who knows? Because again, like some of those daydreams did feel like, man, I don't know if we're gonna see these characters again, and that makes me really sad. And so, like, that's a really, uh, that that was, like, the way that they decided to uh, focus on these other characters. And the, all of those happen before the events of Reverie. So, like, they happen oh. in between Cold Steel and Reverie. Because there's, like, a six-month gap between the end of 4 into Reverie. And, yeah, like, overall, I, I think this game is still great. Like, you know, I don't want to, like, drop score numbers. But I do think that, like, all but Reverie and, like, the third and like uh Tr- sky the third are like nine out of ten games minimum like and i think that some of them are 10 out of 10 games yeah um and i think that this is a good way to wrap up these characters um and i'm very i the the main thing that like i kind of wish we got a little bit more of is what it, it didn't it didn't feel like it was opening the stage for the next arc like, right. like there was no like teasing of like oh this is what's to come it was mm. just like okay we're just gonna wrap these characters up and then we're gonna start more or less fresh with uh kuro which i don't know what the uh translation is gonna end up being but uh the calvert arc um yeah. still you so know, many again, arcs there's always a chance that um there's going so to this be... is not the avengers endgame Oh, no, so but it's like, like a it's like a hard cut, right? Because basically we have a this is my rough understanding is that we have like a, a like area of the world that has had this one large story going on and now we're moving to a different area mm-hmm. or a different part and this one is going to feel a bit more distinct than maybe the other ones have is my understanding of it. So each each arc I think is pretty uh because all the countries are next to each other. They're all like, right. like Erebonia, which was like the most recent. Arc. Are, they, are they on it, the same continent? Are yeah, they all, like all the same literally continent. physically locked together? Is it basically okay. fantasy yeah. Europe? Yeah. I mean, like if you okay. want to think, of, yeah, if yeah. you want to think about it like that, sure. And so like Erebonia is like, is right next to Calvert and that, that, that they've oh, okay. had an ongoing like political dispute. Like that's a big part of the narrative of uh, the cold steel games. Yeah, <laughs> and the crossbell, Crossbell is kind of like again this independent like this the state that like both countries recognize as their own, but in reality neither of the it's it's part of neither of them. So there's just mm. been like this whole tug of war that's been happening between the two of them. 
But I am really excited for Calvert because Calvert, because you get the most taste of Calvert in the liberal games because one of your party members, uh, Zinn, he is a, Cal- a Calvardian bracer. And so you okay. get a, you get like a, a sense of like the culture through him. And it's very like Chinese influenced. It's it's very mm. Chinese influenced. A lot of Chinese names, things like that. And so if, it's going to feel really different, I feel like, compared to Liberal, Crossbell, and Erebonia. Because like each one of them do feel distinct in, in their own sense of place. Like Liberal feels like a more, again, medieval Europe kind of yeah. mm-hmm. feel. And then Crossbell is kind of like the most, it's like the, it's the most advanced part of the continent, like where, when it comes to a tech tech side so everything feels a lot more advanced a lot more futuristic and then like Erebonia it's a lot more like militarized um yeah a lot more uh it focuses a lot more on nobility uh compared to like liberal where it's just like there's a queen of liberal but there's not really any nobility outside of that um so it's a lot of like noble politics that happened throughout uh the cold steel game it is a very political game yeah yes and that's like some of the best parts of it in my opinion um Y'all are making and, me want to play these games. That's a oh, problem. you'd love them, Eric. I could say well, I know. Like, you, but it's them. so so. Like, here's my thing with Trails: is it's like the one piece of RPGs, right? Yes. Where it feels like I'm if I'm gonna bite into this thing, like, do I you start go at Trails in. in the Sky? Do I yes. start at Cold Steel One? Could I, I start at Azure? The original no. Cold Trails of Cold, the original Trails of Sky, which, by the way, we did a, a Pantheon on that one with yeah. me good time. and Michael Hyam. That's yeah, right. That was, that was a, a that was a spirit discussion. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, Trails in the Sky is a great prologue for the series. Like, okay. really building up the world, introducing yes. you. Yes. I do like I, Estelle. I've played, like, six hours of Trails in the Sky FC, and I liked Estelle. I thought Estelle was good. FC cool. does cool. a great job of laying all the groundwork. And it's it's okay. It's but chill, I, also, I actually. also started from Cold Steel, and it's like I did not find myself lost. It was very See, much Cold meant Steel's for... a good starting point too. I think. Yeah. yeah. Here's here's what I'll say about it because I, I like Cam I... going. Okay, no, I need to tell you about this. I am ad- <laughs> I am an adamant uh, I am an adamant supporter of like you need to start with Sky or you like don't like don't start anywhere else. Or don't bother because like yeah or don't bother because the thing is is like you can totally like. My my bias aside, you totally can start with Trails from Zero. You can totally start with mm-hmm. uh, Cold Steel One, but you will get spoiled on things that you just like will not feel the like Impact. chronologically the dopamine like... the dopamine of the like reward of like oh, okay. Of, okay. of like hmm. building up to that reveal. And then, like in cold, in like Cold Steel, they'll just mention it by name as if nothing, like as if it wasn't a big deal. And you're like, wait, what? What are they talking about? And like, right, that's what right. you would so, be like. And to, so, to use like ahead. a fake example, it's like, oh, in Trails in the Sky, like Bill turns out to be a villain, and then in yeah. Cold Steel, they're like, oh, remember that villain Bill? And so, if you had played cold steel you'd yeah be like oh and then that you villain. see him in trails in the sky he's like hey what's up i'm bill i'm here to help out <laughs> yeah like, exactly. no you're not <laughs> yeah that's like a very like a very minor example but that's that's yeah, correct yeah, like, yeah. And, and like i because i haven't even said who the bad guys are in this in this series because like if you play in the beginning you don't know who the bad guys are until the very end and mm, then like okay. and when you get this reveal of like what what it is that was the that was the a big factor into me being like, oh, I am all <laughs> in on this series. I am all in to see this through. 
And so, like, and also, I think the Sky games are the best games in the in the series, uh, specifically the first two. I think okay. the writing, I think the writing is the they best. The games. Yeah. Um, I think the combat is at its best. Um, it, it 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 it's more or less the same throughout the series. Um, it but it does get simplified over time because, like, in the Sky games, uh, the the combat system, specifically the Ordment system, is more or less Materia but better. It's like a yes. better version it's of great. Materia. I like where, it a lot. Where uh, you can mix in, you have like a line system. So everyone has different lines on their orbment. And so uh, depending on how you mix and match your orbments, you can basically experiment and create a different art list every time. And that and you can't do that after the liberal games. They basically simplified it down. So mm-hmm. the line system more or less doesn't matter anymore even though it still exists uh which is really disappointing and so like and now all it is is like when you unlock the slots if you unlock the slots with the longest line uh for a character they're gonna gain more maximum ep which is the currency you use to to cast yeah that's really upsetting like that's really because like in the sky games with like my art casting class because you could because that's another thing like like materia, you can basically make a character that's not really built to be a uh, a caster to be a caster if you want. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay um, okay. you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, yeah. But like my caster, she had a laundry list of spells, just like mm-hmm. an absolute laundry list, and it was so cool. Like that, I was able to build up to that. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's not say, and I'm not. That's not saying that like some like some characters don't have a long list of arts, but I think the way that was in- implemented to build to that was just more gratifying and more satisfying as a player experience than what they do to build that list in later games. So, yeah. so Sky is a good one to start with because it yes. gives you like a lot of these good options up front, and and it feels really rewarding in that. It, it gives you these options to tool around with and, yes. and it feels rewarding to do that. Okay. I, I can get that. I think part of the cold steel appeal is that like, I've heard it frequently referred to as the game that if you like persona and you want more persona, that cold steel is more kind persona. Of. I kind of like not, not in my not opinion, much, not, but... not as much and not in the ways that like make me love persona, but but there are like you bond with your your students like, like social students. links. Yeah. yeah, there are social kind, links. Yeah, there oh, are you social bond with links. your students. Oh, is this Fire Emblem your, Three Houses again? Fa- we're getting into. I think Fire Emblem Three Houses is a better comparison than uh, yeah, okay. it's, yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess so. Because the thing is, like, more you, more politics. You, you can like you can mm. like you have these social links to learn like more about these characters, but you don't get something out of it. It's just like, oh, whatever girl you end up ro- having the highest bonding for, you can ro- do a romantic thing with them at the end. That's it. Like, there's not... Oh, like, okay. it, it, Yeah, it's not like... Like Tales it, of Symphonia, kind of, where, like, if you hit yeah. enough, like, check marks, you'll get, like, a scene somewhere. Okay. Yeah, exactly. It's not like, um, oh, when you get to this threshold, you get this ability for this person. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't work like that. Okay. It, that's okay. the thing why I don't really vibe with it um like um in the same way i do like rain though i always found that he was one of my favorite protagonists uh in the uh, trails of cold steel uh, really he, you don't like rain oh i love rain i Just... mean out of out of estelle lloyd and rain rain is by far my least favorite Oh, no, I like Rainy because he just has that, that air about him uh i'm trying to remember the name the real name of the white rabbit from uh altina uh, three Altina. I like the way he interacts with altina and kind of like altina has no idea how to live because she's like a, a test tube thing because a homunculus anime. yeah 
And uh, he just like the way he talks to her and like he's not actively trying to teach her how to live. But you can see by the way that he talks to her just like, hey, you know, if you want to be a regular human being, you you should try this. Like, uh, here, have strawberry milk after an onsen. That's what we do. And she's like, oh, okay, I I get that now. And he's just kind of a sweet guy. and he, He pats everyone's head. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. I, I do find it interesting that like with with these games, I mean, explicitly like Falcom games, we we did the the quest a while back, the developer quest for Nihon Falcom. And we talked about their their history and their basis in the PC games uh, space back in Japan. And like now it weirdly feels like the best way to play all of the Trails games, too, is like through PC, through Steam Deck. Like it's come yeah. full circle Absolutely. in a way that like, yeah, if you have a computer, you can play every Trails game now. I think they're all on Steam. They all on Steam. Pretty much all, yeah, all of them so. are Steam. Yeah, I'm checking yeah, it right like now. PC is the only platform steam specifically where you can play all of the games like yeah. without having to worry trails um, of the sky 3 is only available on pc they should come to the yeah. switch really but being being real for a moment what are the essential games in the series and please don't say all of them it is they, <laughs> that's the answer though that's the answer it's all of them it is all really? of them yes yes you're I mean, like is trails third essential yes it is why because it builds upon uh, one world, just general world building, because that's that's like the big thing. Like if you're playing like through the Legend of Heroes, like that is the like that and the characters are the number one and two reasons why. Third, like it focuses on one of the main characters uh, from two. It's not Estelle and Joshua. Like they're in the game, uh, they can be a part of your party, but this is focuses on another character and. Um, and his friend and because he was this character that was introduced in the second game but you don't really learn a whole lot about him except for him being a priest but this is like where you get his backstory and also like uses this opportunity to wrap up other uh characters down the line because some of these characters do show up in the crossbell game and if you don't play third you're gonna be like whoa what like what got from this point to this point like um and at a high level, though, I mean, is third really driving the overall story or is it filling in the gaps? Because there's a difference. Let, let me, as someone who has only played six hours of Trails in the Sky, step in here and say, I think like from outside looking in, the appeal of Trails is the fact that it all builds upon itself. So like I am currently looking at the Steam list for Nihon Falcom on Steam and and like 
I see the Yee series, for example, and yeah. like, yeah, there are certainly games that you can pick and choose from. You can skip here and there. Obviously, Final Fantasy Dragon Quest, those games are all separated from each other outside of obvious examples where you can kind of go like, oh, I can play this one, but skip that one. But I think unlike, you know, if you're trying to watch Naruto and cut out the filler, I think the the quote unquote filler, the world building, the fact that this series is just building up upon itself constantly is what the appeal of trails is like, like it's not the sole appeal, but it is like the big ticket. Like I mean, this you is could say why that every single piece of media in the MCU is necessary because otherwise who's that character who just showed up? Yeah. I don't know who they are, but, but here's that doesn't difference. mean every story in the MCU is essential for driving the plot. But here's the difference. The, the difference between the MCU and like some like the MCU in, in this game is that every single game is fantastic not every single mcu <laughs> project is like you know some of the highest quality and and like that's the difference is even that, like, trails for cold steel for what do you mean cold steel for okay anyway continuing <laughs> I, okay okay but yeah so like and also like it, it's one of those things where i can't like without getting into like deep spoilers about it like you, there is payoff for everything that that they do in that world there is a payoff. And so like mm -hmm. in this game, like it focuses on, it, it, I thought it was weird at first. Like, Oh, you're focusing on like this new guy that was introduced in the second game that like is kind of there. And then, uh, and then you learn more about him later in the game. And then like, it's just like, it, it felt like a little bit incomplete. And then this game focuses on him and you get the backstory. You get like what like got him to this point and then he does show up in one of the crossbell games and he does play like a, a relatively significant role there and it's just like if i didn't play third i really wouldn't have gotten that that character growth that um leads up to one of the later games i can um, kind and, of uh, intervene as sorry cam as a more yeah, casual casual yeah fan. sure uh i honestly think like you're absolutely right about how every uh most falcon games actually are just great you know solid edit intents of nothing else and uh but the thing is it takes a lot less time to watch an mcu movie good or bad sure. than it does to play a, a falcom game especially a trails game which is why i would say like i don't want to scare people away from this series because it is i know you absolutely know. can play no, you're it you're putting 600 like, hours into this series and you're gonna like it <laughs> Well, the, no, the thing is, it's like... That's what it I, feels like. <laughs> I think it's so I think it's so safe to start with Sky. Like, there's you can't mm. go wrong with Sky. Unless you don't have a Steam Deck, in which case, haha. But you um, can also... Honest to God, I loved everything about Cold Steel 1, even though I know that there are characters who are like, I, I have to realize later, oh, that was cool. I know that who, who that person was now. I would say, though... You would not like barge in and say, I'm going to start with cold uh, trails of cold steel three because you are going to be quite lost, but you can, there's, I think if you, you start, can at start at the beginning at the of a start. particular, if you okay, start yeah, at the beginning and, of a yeah. particular series, you'll be okay. Like, Un like yes, no, Un yes. Obviously there's like other world building that's happening. Uh, for example, if you start with trails from zero, whatever, I will say that when I started reading Redwall long, long, long ago, I started with Matameo rather than I started than with Mossflower. You know, the, the, and they told me all about all the things that had already happened in Redwall. I was like, oh, what's going on with this person? What's going on with that? And then I became intrigued. And then mm -hmm. I wanted to read Redwall. 
yeah. and see how these characters got where they ended up being. So. I, I think you could treat it that way, but I think there is it, it sits somewhere between like, so say Game of Thrones, right, which is just a sequential novel series, right? Or kind of other side. I, I, I'm sorry, I'm going to use this because it is the only literary reference that I have of this genre because I haven't read a lot of this genre and this author sucks and I, I do not like them. I do not like that. This is my only reference, but I'm going to use them. The Ender's Game series, which is more broken up into you have like these pods of different stories that follow different characters, but then there are eventually kind of like these big cap off moments like Reverie that tie all those different arcs back together. And also those arcs start informing each other. So like one character appears over here and maybe has a minor supporting role and some like interesting character moments, but their big stuff is in a different series that's over here. And the appeal is that like broader universe. So I feel like there are kind of two ways to eat the <laughs> to eat the trails elephant, <laughs> so to speak. Trails. Yeah, yeah. You can either like do the start to finish, which it sounds like is the most optimal one in terms of like gratification for the series. Yes. Or the one other way I've heard is basically like you pick which an one arc. of those entries. Yeah, you pick an arc, you play it start to finish. And then whichever one like intrigues you next, you go. Although I feel like so Reverie is technically part of the Crossbell arc, right? It, it's that that is technically where it's situated. Um, no, it's uh, I. I mean, so, so I, I think for, I think for it's... clarity for the listeners at home real quick. Uh, so Trails in the Sky is the there are three con- arcs. Is, there are which, three arcs. Which country is that? There's the Liberal using... arc. The, there's That's the Liberal arc. OK, yeah. The Crossbell arc. And then the Arabonia arc. Arabonia is Cold Steel. So yes, Liberal yeah. is Trails in the Sky, FC, SC, and, and third. third. Yes. And then Cold Steel is Arabonia, and that's one, two, three, four, straightforward. Yes. And then Crossbell Cross is, is zero, zero Azure, Azure Reverie. Well, that it, actually sorts um, things out a bit nicer. But but Reverie kind of like sits. It's I like would say Reverie's its own off. thing. It's yeah, his own okay, thing because it's, it's closing. It's it's dealing with multiple characters and their stories out like from different arcs. Um, I know it's weird because it's like the one like kind of own entity game, but yeah. Um, and also if you're listening, you do Crossbell arc before you do Arabony arc. Because I will say, to- you don't get any other genre with a series like this. Like, no, he nope. don't. It's the freaking epic novels. Yeah, this is definitely game. one of the epic, definitely one of the great RPG epic novels. I would say you get them once yeah. in a while. This is one of them, and that's what, I and that's that. like, and that's what uh, I would say. It's just like if you're, if you decide like third, right? If you decide like, oh, I don't want to play third, like you're still missing, you're missing a novel or a giant chapter out of an epic. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, that, and that's like the way that uh, it feels like, like yeah, like is third my like least favorite because of the things that I mentioned yes like that is that is true like it's not it doesn't it's not it's not as big picture it'll uh it focuses narratively like primarily on only like specific characters and like it is a lot of dungeon crawling instead of exploring the uh, the country that is liberal but like i am still incredibly incredibly happy and cannot see myself having not played that game and i and and i totally get the idea that this is a big commitment it really is but also if the series isn't going anywhere take your time with it like you don't need to you don't need to rush through it like i did i just did because i was so 
like enraptured. I'm, a, I'm amazed that anybody can rush through these games. <laughs> I I mean, yeah, I get and like I I played through the series in two years, and I wish I played it faster because I could have. But I, it was just one of those things where you just gotta yeah. play uh, play other games. Things came up. Yeah, the, the Falcom <laughs> multiverse has outdated. Has been it's much much older than the Marvel multiverse or any mm-hmm. of the ones that we know today like it's it's been around since uh, i was a kid i wouldn't and I'm say ancient. that the marvels i marvel's oh, been point. around Sorry. since the 60s and well i'm talking about the multiverse stuff we do now like you sure. know just the, the disney trademark multiverse the, M- in, the in mcu much older than the mcu yeah. Yeah. yes that's yeah. yeah yeah it's like it's one of those things where i think that i think you should start with sky and if you play because the, the, that's the thing about that's great and i said this on the trails in the sky pantheon episode if you're not all in by the first game, stop. Like, yeah. just just stop. Because, like, I genuinely... And granted, the people that I've gotten to play this, like, the first game and hit credits, they're all like, I'm in. I am so in. Like, you were right. Blah, 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 blah. What but, happens next? Yeah, yeah. But if you are not all in by the first game, then I know that you're not going to be in for the series. Because, like, I... Because it... Again, it sets up the world. Yes, it takes place in Liberal, but it takes uh, like it sets up Zamaria as a continent incredibly well. It introduces what major threats are looming are looming in a way that I th- thought was really compelling. And granted, they do use the main characters of Estelle and Joshua to facilitate that, but like it's still you you see like the bigger picture by the end of the first game and what like what's really. Uh, potentially happening um not in just liberal but the entire continent and it's like one of those things like if you're not like oh man i i gotta see what keeps happening then you're not going to be interested in the series moving forward um and so like i think that and the first game is one of the shortest games like i beat the first game in 35 hours with you know most of the other games are like 65 plus yeah for sure um so I think you play the first game if you have Steam or Steam Deck or if you have like the Logitech G Cloud, something where you can stream via Steam, like play the, you know, play the first game. And it, uh, and again, like I think you'll love it. Uh, there's the liberal arc is far and away my favorite arc. Um, I still love Crossbells a lot. Uh, Trails, in, uh, Trails to Azure is just in like one of the best like plot twists after plot twists after plot twist game like narratives I've ever experienced. Um, but like, I just like the way that they set up that, like the country of liberal exploring You're like, literally the first game is like, you're exploring all the major cities in a way that I think is a lot more compelling than what they do in Erebonia, where you kind of go on like these field studies and you kind of go to place to place. It's trip. cool. It's cool. Cause you get the world building. That's what I want. <laughs> but I just like, the, I, but like, I think just like the sense of adventure that liberal, the liberal games give you is it, just like what it's just something that like still has stuck with me yes but erebonia has later. trains i love trains <laughs> mm, erebonia, we do love a good like, train in in do love a good 3, train that train i think about that train every day but liberal has airships liberal has airships everyone has airships everyone i can fly but how many people deal. games have trains final fantasy has trains name me somebody else Spirit Tracks, which is the most Spirit underrated Tracks. Zelda game, if you ask me. Except the, the best Zelda, is terrible. No, just... oh my God. I enjoy Spirit yeah. Tracks. So good. I at love the of, Spirit at Tracks. The end of the day, Spirit Tracks. At yeah. the end of the day, 
like do what you want, but I'm telling you, you're going to get the most gratification if you start from the beginning. Uh, do what you want, unless you're one of my personal friends. If you're one of my personal friends and I see that you don't start with Sky, I'm coming to your house and I'm like, I, I don't know, like I'm I'm out to get you. He's coming friend, over and hugging your dog, folks. Me, no, because me and my fr- uh, me and uh, my fr- uh, Eric's uh, friend uh, Jesse, he he started playing Zero, and I was just like turn that shit off right now and <laughs> start with sky and he was just like oh i didn't know i didn't know i was just like How now you do dare you it said zero in the name <laughs> yeah yeah. Uh, yeah come on guys well hey if you want a lot more go check out our trails in the sky pantheon episode over on the patron patreon in which we had michael hyam and cam hawkins talking all about the series and we'll do trails in the sky part two at some point the best game in the series Best game. Ten, in the ten out of ten masterpiece. All right, that's it for our conversation about Trails into Reverie. What do you think of Trails into Reverie? Come on to the Discord and talk about it with us. It is available now on which platforms, Cam? Uh, it's on PS5, PS4, Switch, and PC. Well, there you go. You can probably play it on whatever the heck you want, except Xbox. Sorry, Xbox. Yeah. Womp 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 womp. All right, that's it for our conversation about Trails in the Reverie. Now it's time for a series of random encounters. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, The team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Diablo 4 Season 1 arrives July 20th. It's titled Season of the Malignant. There will be a lot of new content. Please look forward to it. Baldur's Gate 3 showed off its romance options, and people are saying it could be the RPG of the year, in part because you can have sex with a bear. What a great idea. In fairness, the bear is a druid. A druid that is wild-shaped in the bear form. Yes, there you go. Oh, boy. Exactly. Let's talk ethics. Baldur's Gate 3 is starting to get a lot of of hype. It's it's interesting. The comparisons between Baldur's Gate 3 and Starfield are going to be wild. Um, oh, okay. I thought you meant there was already like, like discourse about that. And I was like, wait, what? Like it was two completely <laughs> different discourse games. Is starting early and earlier I, all the time. They're both RPGs, AAA RPGs that are coming out at the same time. Not to derail, but I wish I could remember who it was. I think it was on PC Gamer. Someone made the comparison of the year that Disco Elysium and the Outer Worlds both came out, mm. and Disco Elysium came out earlier and like completely kicked the feet out from underneath the outer worlds and i'm very curious to see if that happens again with baldur's gate 3 and starfield i can't see it happening just because starfield i think just starfield is going to automatically appeal to a more mainstream audience but we'll see right oh it's gonna sell but yeah yeah it's gonna be a big deal Mm-hmm. But uh, I know, I know, I I, I want to play them both. But I'll be in New York when Baldur's Gate three comes out. It's going to be hard uh, to find a place to play it because I don't think it's going to run particularly well on my Steam Deck. Probably not. Cry, cry. A new Final Fantasy sixteen patch is out and it tweaked the motion blur that everybody was complaining about while adding new control layouts. 
Yoko Taro lost his Emil mask and his replacement was a bit terrifying. I, th- I think it was like a leprechaun or something. Wasn't it? It looked like the Notre Dame mask. That's yeah, what it kept reminding me Irish. of. Yeah. <laughs> it was something. Go look at it. Uh, Pokemon Sleep Impressions are here. It's a game where you sleep uh, with it under your pillow. Oh, A+. Plus. Finally. Good yeah. job. Good job. 10 out of 10. Give me Listen the to our Yume Niki pantheon. <laughs> <laughs> And coming out this week, we have Sea Horizon, which is a roguelike turn-based RPG where you explore the world, getting very good reviews over on Steam. Atelier Marie remake, The Alchemist of Salberg, that's out on July 13th. And Jagged Alliance 3, the mercenary strategy game, is out on July 14th. Sea Horizon looks all right, I have to say. I, I might want to play that one. But now we're arriving at the tavern. We're sitting down next to the fire. Let's talk about what we want to talk about, games that we're playing, things that are of interest to us. And let's start with the Steam Summer Sale, which has some deep, deep discounts right now um, on a lot of different RPGs. Um, Some that are very notable. Monster Hunter Rise, which is very good, IMO. Slash 60% from $39.99 to $15.99. That's really good. But there's no cross-save, is there? There is not, unfortunately. But the PC version is the one you want to own. Yeah, I'm sure. Can I say say that, like, if the next Monster Hunter doesn't have cross-save, that's, like, unacceptable at this point? That's a federal crime. They really need to have cross-save. It is a federal crime. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's unacceptable, right? Okay, I'm glad we're on the The same thing. The FTC needs to get involved in this. Yeah, like, <laughs> FTC is like, what the fuck is this on my desk? Where's like, Ling enjoy- Fong when you need her? I enjoyed Rise <laughs> on my Switch, but like now that's on Xbox, I'm like, I want to play this on Xbox, but yeah. I'm not going to restart. I'm not exactly. No, yeah, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. Two two ones I would like to point out from the Steam sale. Uh, number one, if you've listened to this segment and really want to try out Trails, uh, Trails in the Sky FC, the first one is only $10 on the $10 Steam sale. $10 right? for nothing. one of the best That's JRPGs. Nothing. Falcom games are almost always on sale, so keep like, yeah. an eye out. A bunch of them are on sale right now for like 50% off. But yeah, that 50% knocks Trails in the Sky FC down to a whole $10. Also, if you head on over... Uh, Octopath Traveler 2, a game that we have talked about a lot on this yes. podcast, is on sale for uh, a nice little cut. And it is actually cheaper if you buy the bundle that has Octopath Traveler 2 and various daylife in it than it is to buy the on sale <laughs> Octopath Traveler 2 by That's itself. Uh, so go ahead and get yourself some free money by purchasing <laughs> Square Enix's various Here's daylife. A big one. Yakuza Like a Dragon. <laughs> Which we covered in the Pantheon of the Blood God, fourteen ninety nine at the Ooh, moment, seventy five percent. Good price, nothing. Yeah, good price. Yeah. Crazy. Good price. Uh, um, Chained Divinity Echoes also got uh, got a price cut to twenty dollars uh, from twenty five dollars. Mm-hmm. What game? Uh, Chained Echoes. Oh, I still need to play that. I still need to play that. And just get back to it. Yeah. Uh, Mass Effect Andromeda. If you're into that kind of thing, yeah, ten bucks. There you hey, go. Hey, listen, for 10 listen, bucks, try it. Listen, Andromeda, like, w- like I liked it for like I liked it. I liked it. You know what I mean? Is it's, it like the same level as the other Mass Effect games? No, no but no. like it's it's a good exploration game. I liked it. I Haters hated it. Hate. It's 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 terrible. It no, is like it's the most terrible. pale freaking uh, retread 
of the Mass Effect games with boring characters in a boring world. It's like Star nah. Trek Voyager, but bad. That's my uh, opinion. On <laughs> disagree. It on is a positive. So on mid a, is the most mid freaking game I've ever played. Okay. Oh, mid I, I'd give and it bad like, are two different things. Mid, I'd give it like I'll a six out of ten. If it's that mid, it's not worth my time. There's way mid better games bad. out there. And frankly, it's I wish it didn't exist because when I played the original Mass Effect one through three, Chef's Kiss, it actively drags down the original games. Just get rid of it. Pretend it never happened. Um, I. I disagree, but we have time for that on this pod. Uh, <laughs> another positive, though, uh, Pathfinder Wrath of the Righteous Enhanced Edition, 70% cut for $12. That is $12 for the meatiest RPG you have ever seen. Oh, also, the Mass Effect Legendary Edition, like we were just talking about, $15. $15. That's 5 bucks a pop for incredible Bioware RPG action. Yeah, Dragon Age 2, only 9 bucks. That's crazy. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Elden Ring, $41 or $42. Uh, again, uh, best game that came out last year. Excellent, so. excellent game. And Disco of, Elysium, the final good. cut, $10. Disco Elysium is $10. The Mass Effect Legendary Edition is just a freaking steal, I have that's to say. That's what I'm saying. That's, that's what I'm that's out That's an incredible saying. steal. Uh, and Dragon Age Inquisition for 10 bucks. Oh, my God. What a great... Dragon Age Inquisition, chronically underrated. You want to talk about an underrated Bioware RPG? That's the one right there. It won Game of the Year. It won Game yeah, of the Year for yeah. a while. I don't know if that, know <laughs> if that fits But because Witcher 3 came out and everybody did the let's compare Witcher 3 to Dragon Age Inquisition thing, Dragon Age Inquisition ended up being somewhat overshadowed. And everybody got freaking hung up on the hinterlands the, at the, the time. Problem, the problem with dragon age is the problem with bioware which is that bioware has not released a video game since dragon age inquisition it's, it's true. been a really long time and there's no end in sight for the development of Dreadwolf. that's why a bunch of rabid feral horny bioware fans are now pinning their hopes on baldur's gate 3 and it's very romance options i know i am one of them <laughs> and i think dragon age Dreadwolf will come out next year i'm uh, i'm calling my shot because we don't talk about Anthem in here. Okay, we don't mention Anthem. Anthem, Anthem does doesn't not count. Yeah. Poor Anthem. Uh, I will say our number felt one. so good in that game, though, man. Oh, mm. so good. Mm. Our number one RPG of all time, Fallout New Vegas, is only $2.50 Whoa. on Steam right now. How good could it be? How, how could you not want that? How could you not just want to chip in a couple bucks, play the most beautiful RPG of all time? How indeed. Um. A lot of great options over on the Steam Summer Sale, which runs until July 13th. So go check it out. Uh, Cam, I know you've been really busy with Trails into Reverie. Anything else catching your interest at the moment? Uh, yeah, I actually finished Yakuza 0 yeah, oh, last nice. night. Um, I know it's not an RPG, but... Um, and I'm going to say, I don't want to get... Close enough. Like, not going to get into enough. the weeds about it, but didn't live up to my expectations. I really? like that game. I I I like that game. I think the story was like pretty good. Um, I think that uh, like a dragon, like just in the Yakuza series, like a dragon, significantly stronger story. It has pacing issues galore, but I like the story a lot more. Um, that being said, Judgment, in my opinion, of the RGG games I played, best story. Like I love that game. I love that story. I love Yagami. Uh, if you haven't played Judgment, you should really play Judgment. But yeah, I, I finished that um there again there are some other games i really want to like kind of uh prioritize on my uh backlog 
uh marvel midnight suns is one of those um mm-hmm. um octopath traveler 2 which you already yes. talked about yes, so yes. Um, one of my games every, by far because uh, yeah, octopath traveler 1 just put such a bad taste in my mouth that mm-hmm. like even mm-hmm. though people talk so highly about 2 i'm just like am i really am i gonna get burned again like you know what i mean i don't think so Chain Echoes is is on uh, is like on my shortlist. Mm. Um, Dragon Quest Three is on my shortlist. Yeah, that's I'm I'm excited to hear your your opinion of three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So th- those are like the kind of four games that are kind of floating. But part of me also just kind of wants to jump into Kiwami One. So mm. I don't I don't know what I'm gonna do. I literally just got this thing yesterday for like uh for work um because I have to I'm previewing uh Final Fantasy Seven Ever Crisis and I needed oh, cool. an Android device. And I was just like, well, if I'm gonna go get an Android device, might as well go all in. I don't have a stream like any sort of streaming device yet, so I just got the Logitech G Cloud. So I'm probably gonna use this to play like uh, some of my like turn-based games because I can now do mm-hmm. you know um, like I, Chain Echoes because like, that's yeah, on Game that Pass. Like play Honkai on that bad boy too. I, How I, much is that? Oh, uh, I play. Oh, um, so you can get it on sale right now for 300, which is a lot. I will Christ. like I will say that's a lot. Um, but normal it's net it's normal msrp is uh 350 but um again i know it's a lot but my time with it so far i really like it the battery life on this is incredible like right you know um so and it is just straight up an android tablet so you can do like social media on here you can do you can do whatever you want on here uh more or less so uh yeah so um uh that's cool um also yeah just eric will tell you Honkai Star Rail has me by the by the throat. Like yeah, I, I don't yeah. play Genshin Impact at all, but Honkai Star Rail, like it, it's just hitting all the right buttons for me for the type of game that it is. Um, I re- I just got like the latest banner special banner character. Um, I've gotten every one since the game has come out. Like, and I you know I have put money into the game, but not really for the uh like the currency. It's more for the um. The, like the battle pass and um right, yeah and the uh they have this like express pass that you pay five dollars for every like once a month and it basically every day you log in so it's like 30 days of logging in specifically you get like the currency you can use to buy the uh the passes to warp um so you know it's really like i spend like maybe 30 dollars every three months it's not that's not bad um like that's something that as for how much i play that's something i'm I'm willing to spend right um so yeah that is like i don't i don't want to go as like it's crazy to say that that's my game of the year so far but it's definitely going to be on my top 10 by the end of the year um i i really enjoy honkai star rail um and i think that's a i think that's about it and i play a bunch of overwatch i always play overwatch but that's that's uh yeah that's basically what i've been doing how about you nadia uh well rather than talk about a game i kind of want to talk about this phenomenon where the pokemon company tried to open forums and it went it just like (laughs) it was a huge disaster now because basically everyone went on there and started posting topics like hey instead of a game let's open a pit (laughs) i I love i love jinx's feet and it just got worse from there and here's the thing (laughs) i wanted to say and i said this on twitter this was actually quote unquote a hit tweet omg um I want to see a future where Game Freak trains these feral Gen Z goblin children how to use forums again. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. now, of, of course, these kids went on the forums and started acting like morons. They, 
the Pokemon company, they had this nice, this nice dining setting. And then they opened up the doors to the monkey house and all these like, the, this is a generation where they get attention by saying, uh, holy shit, I think Jinx has big boobs. And everyone says, ha 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 And OMG, let me reblog this. Let me retweet this. There's a certain etiquette that comes with using forums. And I think anyone can learn. And I think it would be extremely beneficial if kids got back to forums. I'm not saying that as a Luddite or anything. I just think that more slower, patient form of interacting. And I think it can be done. I think if anyone can train these 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 monkeys to sit down and use utensils and wear clothing, it will be the Pokemon company. So good on you, Pokemon company. Reopen those forums and lay down the law and say, I mean, I had a video from 2004 that I I posted. It was basically a flash video called Posting and You. And it's so old. It's talking about etiquette on the Steam forums. So just open. So if, if you have an urge to scream out, oh, oh my gosh, Steam Rockstar is the big one, 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 one. Take it to the other, take it to this forum. Like, it's etiquette. They have to learn. I want them to learn. I want them to be better. I want social media, not necessarily to go away, but to kind of, I want kids' brains to cool off a bit. And I think maybe this is the way it'll happen. Now we got to overclock them. See, Gen Z has the Dada humor on lock. So we got to get them posting in forums to create even more cursed content. Oh, we, God. we can we can overcycle this. How, thing. how cursed is it that something awful has outlived all of this? This whole thing that doesn't Low surprise me at all. But the forums. Oh, did. no. Yeah, no, that Good doesn't surprise me at all. Okay. Yeah, no. I will always appreciate something awful for localizing Game Center CX. So oh, are they responsible mm. for that? I will also always appreciate something awful for trolling uh, Eve Online with their entire guilds. They did they did great things in that game. Um, I miss old forums, and that's because I'm old. Uh, I like mm. I always liked Talking Time uh, back Talking in the day. Time was a good forum. I think a lot of us kind of came up where Nadia and I met. Yeah, yeah. And I told I you not to get Nadia become a writer. Posting. So you want to be a freelance writer and Kat, me at the time, wanting to be a freelance writer. I was like, oh, and then I read it and I was like, oh, God, oh, God. Was I oh wrong, God. though? You won't be paid on time, etc. So He's, no, you it's still happening. living hand to mouth. Still happening. It's still happening. It's still happening. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it's worse than ever. I got paid much better back in 2009 than I did. Nadia the did prophet. Know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nadia the very worn prophet. I'm pretty sure that I DM'd Nadia on OneUp.com in like 2006 and asked how I could be a freelance writer. Ah, that's so cute. Yeah, I like, found my how old do I OneUp a freelance blog. Writer? I, I found my old OneUp blog, and it's hilarious because there was a time when my father was subscribing to Mad Magazine, and I would steal his ma- his uh, magazines. And they had some good video game parodies. Like there was a parody of Phoenix Wright where he's pointing and saying, "Oh no, the jury's all full of liberals." And I had that as my icon on the One Up blog for the longest time. <laughs> <laughs> Just Phoenix Wright saying, "Oh no, the jury's packed with liberals." I thought that was great. Eric, what are you playing, or and or what's interesting to you right now? <sighs> for for once on here, I don't have much to talk about. Um, one thing that I have been playing, I can't talk about yet. Um, I probably won't talk much about it, honestly, on this pod. But you can look forward to that review couple days after this pod goes live but um mostly i've been in a holding pattern you know baldur's gate 3 is right around the corner and the second i get that code i basically have to become a, a hermit and, a and uh go into seclusion to play nothing but that for every hour of every waking moment uh oh no. i will say 
<laughs> last night i did start our pantheon game uh shimegami tensei strange journey uh i'm not super far into it but i was a little surprised by the people in the monthly game club who were saying that it's a slow start because i don't know about y'all but immediately being greeted with there is a giant abyss that is eating part of the earth and the the shadow government is going to send spec ops forces with demonic suits into the plasma field probably to die but maybe they'll figure something out on the way there is already like tickling so many parts of my brain that i'm like it's such mm, a good story I've mm. heard, yeah i've heard strange journey is like one of the kind of like well i mean in a different way uh but i know the devil survivor games are also really good but like i feel like uh, uh strange journey is also like kind of one of those hidden gems for yeah atlas and the and also like what's really cool is that it's sci-fi horror Am I correct? Yes. About that? So it is. it's, it's very sci-fi really cool. horror. It's also like so a big problem I've had with a lot of Atlas RPG. I mean, a lot of RPGs in general. And and I think why like a dragon and games like that were pretty appealing is that uh, all the characters I've seen so far in Strange Journey are like adults and yeah. they're they've got adult problems and they're doing adult things. And it's not just some kid that's on his way to school when suddenly demons attack or whatever. And that is already so refreshing that I'm just enjoying it on that basis. Because a lot of great psychological I, horror and strange. A I lot do of think, yeah, horror. Yeah, yeah. It's I my do favorite. Think Atlas is at its best when it's they're when they're at their most weird. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm not saying like mm-hmm. weird as in it doesn't have to be weird as in like because like I would say like Tokyo Mirage Sessions is also weird for Atlas, right? Like it, it, very it's weird. just like very, very good. It's very different. Yeah. Which uh, as the number one Tokyo Mirage Sessions fan on the internet um like yeah i i think that um i i just want them to do weird stuff again and like i'm excited for metaphor refantasio of course but also yeah. i'm just like this is like a little bit too close to like at least from a visual standpoint to persona and i kind of wanted it i was hoping that would be a little bit something a little bit different um that being right. said still like super stoked like pro- probably my definitely like one of my most anticipated games like top five um but yeah i i i uh really hope that like atlas isn't afraid to keep doing weird stuff yeah yeah i'm i'm really really intrigued i've got some travel coming up this next week and i'm gonna use that as an excuse to play a ton uh, of strange you journey play a 3ds on the plane that's adorable yeah yeah i mean look I love it. It, the 3ds is a wonderful system that i love I to, to so travel much. with there's something about like i wish we could get back to we've tried in the past but not just clamshell design but like bespoke gaming device clamshell design like the gba yeah, yeah the ds the 3ds they got like a real body to them a real heft to them a real heft of 3ds i love yeah Tuesday. yeah they've got like weird idiosyncratic ways of dealing with a lot of stuff like the way you connect to the internet even on a 3ds is so strange and it not bizarre. like not normal I was trying to delete things off of my uh, hard drive to make space. And I had to go into this page where I just had a list. I couldn't delete them from the home screen. I had to right. go into a page where it listed all of them. And it was like, here's how many blocks they each take. Yeah, up. The block. What's a block? I don't know. Like, who, who can it's say? Like the imperial, it's the imperial measurement system all over again. Yeah. And I What's an ounce? kind of I don't know. I kind of like that. I kind of dig that. So, uh, yeah, no, I am going to force myself to play a bunch of Strange Journey by not taking my Switch or my Steam Deck oh, on this trip and instead only taking my 3DS. Good for you. And uh, 
resting. Yeah, no. Wow. Wow. Look, look, it's growth. Eric is finally not going <laughs> to skip a pantheon for once. Hey. No, it's a good, it's a, it's a good, re- like, it forces you to play the game. You know what I mean? I yeah, really yeah. like it. Uh, last year when I was, I think I left my Switch at home and brought my analog pocket so that I could play Pokemon Crystal when I was doing mm-hmm. my the best initial Pokemon Nuzlocke game. Run. The best I can't game. disagree. Honestly, it's that or Emerald, probably. But Sun and Moon. No, Sun and Moon is one of the worst. Nadia, yeah. I love, I love your, Sun I love your devotion to Sun and Moon. It's, it's so beautiful. Well, it it's so heartfelt. It does I, have Litten. So here's my take on Sun and Moon. It was the last good Pokemon, uh, and then the series went off off the rails after that. Anyway, I liked Arceus. time now to talk about the summer of Korra. It's our wa- it's our weekly watch of the legend of Korra. We're now on book three's episodes four through six. And before I start, uh, Cam, have you ever watched legend of Korra? Of course. Of course. Obviously. What's your legend of Korra take? Are you more of an avatar fan or a Korra fan? I'm, I am, uh, I am basic when I say that I think the avatar is the better show. Uh, I still love Korra. But I'm also uh, a weirdo when it comes to Korra, where I think that season two is far and away the best season. Ooh. Uh, and season three, I just don't, I don't really, um, I'm not a big fan of the villain in season three. Because like, mm. it, it's just like, oh, you know, this guy just gets airbending. He's automatically like a master who can be yeah, like on par with Tenzin. It's just like, no, I don't buy that. Because I mean, Eric and I had these discussions like, oh, well, he was kind of like a follower of like that kind of stuff. Before. In, in I'm like, this set, I'm glad you're here for this set of episodes. Yeah, in this please. set of episodes, they established that Zaheer has been a spiritual person who has studied the teachings of the airbenders for a long time, and he's a that martial arts he knows master. How to airbend, though, like that's not the. It's it's like there's a difference between like knowing like the form of it and then actually doing it. Like in my, but he's opinion. already a martial arts master. He's already got very that... strong control over how to move and control his yeah. body. He's athletic. He's got that dog in him already. Just <laughs> <laughs> have that, fine. I guess. I just know. I, I just don't. He's I just, just don't. a really good martial artist, and he's just turning that into airbending. Sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Boomy was able to shoot air stuff like right away, but then like actually finessing it and controlling it is a different story. Episodes four through six, <laughs> uh, we we kind of wrap up the Earth Kingdom stuff. Korra's making a lot of enemies these days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Not making she liberated friends. a group of uh, airbenders from the Earth Kingdom. Earth Kingdom's pretty mad at her. Um, and then episodes five and six are much more about Lin, Lin Beifong, mm-hmm. uh, resident cop, the other resident cop in the series, mm-hmm. and her uh, conflicts with her sister and learning a lot about how, well, it turns out Legend of Korra is about generational trauma. What mm. a shock. So... Uh, Tenzin had a lot of hangups about being the son of uh, Aang, and it turns out that Lin has a lot of hangups about being the daughter of Toph, and how uh, Toph's parents messed her up, and then Toph ended up raising her kids and messing them up because she tried to go in the opposite direction. A uh, lot, lot of parental problems. I look forward to finding out whatever the heck happened with Sokka's kids, assuming he had kids. I don't, th- I don't think Sokka has kids. I think I can say that right now. Like, he has of kids all, with Boomerang. 
of all the characters from <laughs> the boomerang was his child. The boomerang <laughs> was his child. I think of all the characters in Avatar, Last Airbender, popping up in core. I think Sokka gets the least mention out of all of them. Um, yeah, it's very strange. Sokka's kids but, are Toph's kids. Yes, that is definitely a fan theory because one thing we learn in this uh, at this set of episodes is something that would never ever fly when I was a kid and we watched kid shows is that Toph had two illegitimate kids by two unnamed men. And at least kind of, two kids by at, least two, at kids. least two different dudes. I have to say that, like, for some reason, the Institute of Marriage was just so sacred in, in, in cartoons when I was a kid. I was actually shocked the first time I heard it suggested otherwise. And that was Dragon Ball Z with, with Trunks. He says to Goku, yeah, uh, basically, he doesn't say it like this. But he says, basically, my mom and dad hate fucked. And I am I am that product. As he says outright, no, they never <laughs> married. They hate each other. So I was like, wow, I have never heard that. For some reason, everybody had to be married. And then suddenly people stopped caring, thankfully. And in this case, yeah, I was like, okay, yeah, I could absolutely see Toph doing all of this. Yeah, Toph is definitely the one of Team Aang that would just fuck around. Like, absolutely. come on now. <laughs> absolutely. 100%. Uh, I, I do want to say that, like, we, we get Zaofu. We get introduced to Zaofu in this set of episodes. And I love Zaofu. That's think like the is. metal town, right? Yeah, uh, where they have the giant domes that can like curl up into like buds of they look like flowers. They're like giant metal flowers that can like curl up at night and then like expand back out during the day. Um, everything is metal bending. Uh, they have all these different like elevators and trams and stuff like that. It's basically like a utopia, right? Like it's yeah. it's this perfect paradise of a metal town. Uh, out here that was just built in the middle of the earth kingdom uh and i love that uh i also think that suyin and lin's stuff is fantastic uh i i think i like it a little bit maybe not more than the tenzin stuff from last season but like i think the really interesting thing is we get to see how lin and suyin's relationship were shaped by their relationship with their mom and also how their interpersonal relationship deteriorated and how that then affects the next generation as well yeah. which is something we didn't get to see with Tenzin. i pretty mad at my older sister if she tried to arrest me too have yeah. to say say hey. Um, hey lynn chill out and and it's i i think one of the more interesting parts is when lynn like confronts suyin is like you made mom resign in disgrace and and she had to leave the next year and suyin's like yeah we talked about it like we discussed this and i i think it really drives home that i think a relatable feeling of someone who holds a grudge without really like trying like because they want to hold the grudge because they want to still be mad about something and you can tell that lynn is that person that just wants to hold on to that grudge and if if you've ever known people like that or been that person that hits a little bit different and then the way in which it starts to affect opal and all that is really good also Bolin trying to metal bend is is great. Poor guy just cannot metal bends. Uh, I, I get it. I, I've met so many people who are super good at something, and I'm just like, I, I can't get it. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, this is really frustrating to me. I seem to recall this was a little bit of a thing in Avatar as well, where Aang was just good automatically at everything. <laughs> Yeah. But Katara was struggling early on with waterbending. Yeah. 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 Um, and then she became it, like a waterbending god in like two episodes. Well, she she put in the work. She, she, she the got work. the scrolls. She, she saved the scrolls. Yeah. You you know? <laughs> that rise and grind mindset, you know? Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, no, I like all that. And then we also have Zaheer and his crew. So now we have the full Zaheer crew rolling out with uh Pili um or Pali Pali uh from her icy prison. Uh the combustion bender. We yeah, have okay, that's one of these again. Yeah. 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 Uh, his girlfriend, right? Yeah, oh my god, the scene when they are driving away from the prison and the the lava bender dude is driving and it's like Zaheer and Pali yeah. <laughs> making out right next to him. He's like, really? Right now? <laughs> I guess in the side eye. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I love that crew a lot. I think that crew is just goofy fun. They are like the anti-team avatar in a lot of ways. Yeah. I like that they are split among the four elements and the way you get to see them fight together and work together is just really They're cool. They're the warriors that, of darkness. That whole oh they are the warriors of darkness. That that whole scene where uh it's Zuko and Tonrock and Desna and Eska like trying to defend the prison while Zaheer's team are attacking it and you get to see all of those characters fighting. Also see Zuko again is, yeah. is super neat. Uh it's just great. I, I love that stuff where we're getting into like the good, the good meat of book three. I have to say that the one time I tried acupuncture, I realized, holy shit, there are a bunch of needles in me and I'm really freaked out. I can't handle needles very well. I, I can handle them for a little bit. Yeah. But once yeah. I'm, once you start like digging for my vein, I'm going to faint on you. Sorry. I like uh, Zuko's dragon. I like, I love his dragon. I, I like the dragon. dragon shooting all the fire at the lady that they were rescuing. And mm-hmm. she's like, oh, yeah, that feels great. <laughs> and then she goes, <laughs> and then dragon. I'm like, oh, God, did they kill Zuko's dragon immediately? Poor Zuko's like one dragon. shot at her. Yeah. Headshot. Rip. Rip in uh, peace, dragon. Any other thoughts on episodes four through six in Legend of Korra? Uh, this is related. There is a scene where Bolin, like, you know, when the sisters are fighting and, and uh, 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 what's her name? It's like, we have to stop them. And Bolin says, You've never had a sibling. This is just the way it is. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. I, can, I can relate. Yeah, that was you very gotta strong. got to work it out a little bit. Sibling, middle sibling vibes. I, Bolin really gets to shine in book three in a way that I like. I think all his interactions with Opal are really cute, too. Like yeah, Opal's him very trying, cute. Him trying to be all, like, suave and stuff. And then Opal being like, don't don't try so hard dude you are you are dropping it <laughs> yeah the second that he started trying i'm like oh no oh god bolin no stop oh Bo- bolin has natural riz but he cannot force the riz if he tries no, to he force the riz then it falls apart yeah, i like opal and she's, she's she very she cute nice yeah she's nice yeah all right that's it for uh summer of cora Please look forward to our full series wrap up um, after we're done, uh, which we are about halfway through book three. And then we've got one more book after this. So we're going to keep going at least until August. All right. Nadia, take us home. house recently kind of digging through some of the stuff they had in their basement which is actually full of spiders or it used to be my father <laughs> full of spiders <laughs> i found actually, a box of spiders <laughs> well my father like he actually tried to he poisoned himself spraying the the basement it was really funny because he just didn't know how to ventilate the place properly and he nearly passed out it was great but he got rid of the spiders but... poison came full of spiders <laughs> <laughs> but in there there was like some old scattered Atari cartridges and one of them is goddamn Pac-Man. 
Now, as someone who grew up with Atari games and knew how good or bad they could be, usually bad, it's like Pac-Man is infamous because uh, it didn't exclusively cause the crash. There's a whole bunch of things that caused the North American crash, but uh, Pac-Man was a big one because they they manufactured something like 10 million of the cartridges and said, everyone who owns an Atari will buy this, obviously, so let's manufacture one for every Atari. And then let's do more for the people who are going to buy new Ataris to get this game. And it's like, okay, great, great strategy, Atari. Oh, what happened? Oh, you died. But anyway, yeah, it's, this Pac-Man adaptation is infamously a piece of shit. And even I knew that as a kid. Like, I knew Pac-Man from the arcade. I'm playing this on Atari. and like, oh, this is really terrible. And if you look at the cartridge, there's a pen mark in it. Like, someone stabbed it. And that was me. Because I was so mad at the game. Number one, sucking really bad. I was, like, six or something. And I stabbed the game because I, I was like, this game sucks. And not only that, I played it. And I was not very good. So I was six years old. And I got to the i finished the first map i had one more piece to eat i would have finished the first map for the first time in my life and a ghost killed me i started crying (laughs) and my mom is like what are you crying about and i told her and she started laughing her ass off because she thought that was the funniest thing she'd heard so that's how pac-man ended up with a stab i hated that game so so Mm -hmm. much um, but there were some good Atari games in there. Like uh, we also had ColecoVision, and Donkey Kong for ColecoVision was extremely good. Even though something about Donkey Kong scared me when I was a child because he, Donkey Kong in the arcade is animated and kind of goofy, and he kind of right, has this like right. stone cold, dead eyed look in the Coleco where he doesn't move because he doesn't have these this the cartridge space for that. So yeah, I was very scared of Donkey Kong when I was a child, but I was brave <laughs> enough to attack Batman. Terror the the. Donkey Kong's terrifying. What can I say? He's cute, though, in the arcade. Like, he, you know, he climbs ladders and he flashes his bomb and he grins at you and he makes that funny noise. He doesn't do any of that in ColecoVision. He just sits there. He has a very angry look on his face. If you go near him, you'll die, but nothing will happen. Like, you just hear the, the death music. You don't know why. It's kind of confusing and frightening when you were a child. And that's it for another episode of Acts of the Blood God. A confusing and terrifying episode for all of us. <laughs> Thanks so much to our uh, special guest, Cam Hawkins, for joining us to talk about Trails into Reverie. Uh, we are heading into the Acts of the Blood God post-show, where we'll be talking for a little bit longer about interesting things. The post-show is where we tend to go off the rails and have a good time. So come on over and come join us. Thanks once again to our Stars of Destiny for joining us, and you can join us all on Patreon at patreon.com slash bloodgodpod, where there's tons of exclusive content from Charlie and Dropouts to the Pantheon of the Blood God to our various watches. Uh, In the meantime, that's it for this week's episode. For Nadia, Eric, Cam, and myself, thanks for listening, and happy adventuring.